Good morning and welcome to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Bear. Today kicks off the first episode in our resiliency and literacy series. But before I introduce our guest for today's episode, I would like to state this week's inspirational quote, which is do not judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. This quote is by Nelson Mandela and was picked by our guest that I have in the studio today, Miss Athens Pellegrino. Athens grew up in Ocean City, New Jersey. She attended St. Joseph's University and obtained a Bachelor's of Business Administration degree. She met her husband, Christopher, while attending the university and married in 2009. After, she studied at Troy University and received a Master of Public Administration degree. Athens serves the United States Air Force as a budget analyst and military spouse. She has a love for traveling, cooking, dogs, and fitness. Athens and Christopher have a son, Atticus, who is two, a daughter, Kalista. Am I saying that right? Who's age? It's Kalista. Kalista, age one. That's a beautiful name. Thank you. I feel like if one day I own a boat, that would like rival (laughs) the majesty of, of a beautiful sailboat. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm sure your daughter is way more gorgeous than a boat though. Um, Thank you. The family has experienced seven permanent change of station assignment, otherwise known as a PCS. The latest was seven days after giving birth. That is incredible. Um, We're going to get back to that in a minute because my mind is a little bit blown. So we'll get back there. Um, But Athens is intrigued by the strength and resiliency of military families which led her to her creation of the Military Child Chronicles series. The first book is Mission, My First PCS. Good morning, Athens. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. So jumping in here, I need to take us back to the seven PCSs. The last one, you had a PCS within seven days of giving birth to your daughter. Yes, that is correct. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) give us a little bit of context. How many years did you have maybe in between your PCSs and where, where have you been? Yeah. So, um, typically for us an assignment, um, my husband's active duty air force, we're usually three to four years overseas tends to be around three statewide around four. It really depends because right now the point that he's at in his career we were in Montgomery, Alabama for a special assignment school for 11 months. And now we are in Tampa and we could be here two years. We could be here three years. We don't really know. And then he goes back into the operational world again, where again, it'll probably be like three to four. So, Oh my gosh. And, and do you have a favorite duty station so far? Um, for me so far, my favorite was England. We were at Milden Hall and I actually worked at Lake and Heath. My husband was at Milden Hall. I just loved being overseas. When I was in college, I studied abroad in Greece. So traveling is just one of my passions and having that access to be able to travel to so many different countries inexpensively. And at the time we didn't have kids either. So we really like anytime that we had a long weekend, we would go 
pick somewhere random that we wanted to go and just go out. And I know going through countless moves, there's a lot of stresses that, that happen. A lot of variables that no matter how hard you plan, life just happens. When you did your last move, right after you had your daughter, did it cause a specific moment that kind of led to the idea of writing this book or, you know, how did uh, this book idea come about? So actually when we were in Montgomery, um, as soon as we received notification that we were going to be moving to Tampa, I started to try to look for books to read to my son Atticus that night for bedtime. And I was researching to see if I could find a book um, about permit change of stations, especially for his age group, he's so young. I couldn't really find one that I felt would be able to help him out. So at that point, I decided like, let me play around with this and see if I can write one and pass it around to family and some close friends and get their feedback. And everyone had positive feedback and they loved it. And they said that they, for the most part, felt like it could really help kids out in these scenarios. So at this point, super duper pregnant, about to give birth in a pandemic, trying to execute a move. So I put it on the back burner until we got down to Tampa. And then just naturally with a newborn and um, Atticus was 19 months, he would have me up at night. Calista would have me up at night, like feeding her, trying to pump and uh, create a milk stash for when I went back to work full time. So I was up pretty much majority of the night, except for like maybe two, three hours and they weren't even like straight two to three hour increments. So at that point, instead of just feeding into like playing on my phone or going on social media, I figured to take my restlessness and try to do something positive with it. And I researched on how to be able to produce a book and to be able to distribute it and everything. And that's where we're at now. You know, moving, I know you said that when that move happened, you know, Atticus was still young, but even I think at a young age, was there some things that you saw during the PCS, you know, before, right before the move, during the move, and maybe after that really affected him? For the most part, as he's getting older, he's becoming more aware of his friends and like his teachers at school and everything. And he was going um, to school, a preschool, and they abruptly had to close down because of the pandemic and everything. So he didn't get to say goodbye to his teachers or anything. And you know, just like a lot of the toys and the game that he, games that he would play while he was at school. I was trying to figure out how to do them at home for him. And also too, before we were in Montgomery, Alabama, um, we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we had a few friends that lived in Albuquerque that ended up in Alabama at the same time as us. And uh, their children were like the only children outside of his school that he's ever been friends with and like played with and everything. So um, once we moved to Tampa, we moved down here and we didn't really know anyone. So it was just like completely starting over like new school, having to meet like new uh, kids and try to make friendships and everything like that. And now all of a sudden there's this new baby in the house and it's a new house. So it was a lot of change for him at once. I can only imagine, you know, moving to a place you don't know, except for literally your nuclear family, what you can, as my husband, and I put it, what you can fit in the car is your whole world. Mm-hmm, and it, is, mm-hmm. it is all, you know, it's all you can rely on. And for our military children who are serving, you know, they are, you know, as you said, as they're growing, they're getting affected in different ways. You know, the older they get, the more of an impact it can have because they're absorbing 
so much more of the loss that they may have Mm -hmm. that isn't as easy to, you know, snap back and just jump into friends and then with the pandemic. But what is, what is the biggest takeaway that you get from your children throughout this PCS journey that you've been on? So for me, um, as a parent, it's just that I realize I absolutely need to be involved in their life as much as possible and to see if I could figure out certain activities that I can implement in their daily schedules that remain the same, no matter what location we're living in. So at least there's continuity with that, something that's familiar. For example, uh, in Montgomery, we started advocates with like baby swim lessons. So as soon as we were allowed to sign them up with um, COVID restrictions down here and everything, we signed them up again. So it was something that he was familiar with doing, it brought him joy and built his confidence that way. And um, now we're having him start soccer. So next place we move, if he likes soccer, we'll immediately put him in that as well. And uh, just like routine things, like on the weekends, we always try to go somewhere new and get a lot of outside time and play with them and see what he likes doing. Like he really likes to build with like magnetic tiles and Legos and all that. So just taking an interest in what he's interested in and making sure that he has access to it no matter where we are. So reflecting back on leading up to your move during your move. And then even now that I won't say you're, you're super settled, but you're more established (laughs) in Tampa. Yeah. Do you have any tips or tricks for our military families that may be listening in, you know, not just as parents, but also maybe as, you know, aunts and uncles or grandparents, or what is it that military families can do to support during this period, you know, leading up to a move during it and then immediately following? Yeah. So as soon as I find out where we're going, I immediately go on Facebook and I try to research to see if there's any groups that they have. Like um, there's usually some kind of like PCS or moving to each duty location type group on Facebook, especially um, with overseas. I plan that whole entire move based on like opinions and reviews from people that I never even met because I never was in that part of England before. Definitely um, networking that way. I also try to think about who I know, see if they've ever lived there before and reach out to them or see if they have a friend that's lived in the area. And then when the pandemic wasn't going on, I initially, as soon as I would get to an area, I would join a gym or go to the gym on base and get involved in exercise classes, like group setting activities, and also um, get involved in the spouses network. So for me, that's absolutely helped. And then you branch out and, you know, you see who you have things in common with or kids around the same age. And it just helps me get settled more quickly. And I know you said that, you know, getting Atticus into swim lessons and things like that. Have you found that when you're getting ready to move, you can find those groups on Facebook or throughout the base or, you know, what has been the best how-to tools to find, you know, what's in that new location specific for him? Have you also looked into, I guess, other sports or other craft or cooking things, or what is it that you kind of look for? Yeah. So for me, definitely the Facebook groups on um, the area, and uh, just like Google searches to look at attractions and um, 
I look at sports and activities for their age groups. I've also found the more that I talk about it and even like with my coworkers, usually somebody knows another person that's been in that area. So I try to connect with them that way, whether it's through email or if they're cool with me calling them, just pick their brain about the location. Especially too, I still consider myself like a new parent. I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. So I'm still just even learning parenting techniques and everything. Social media for sure. Um, also too, there's a websites like PCS grades. And I recently found out about um, another one called Millie that they're like PCS specialists. So they can help you out with your move and uh, trying to find somewhere if you have to rent temporarily until you can find a place that's available. Um, we also like going through a military by owner, um, especially if we're doing a rental because a lot of the agents that list are homeowners who are military. So it just brings more comfort in knowing that like they understand the situation that you're in and if God forbid any kind of problem occurred that there would be a chain of command that you'd be able to elevate a situation through. And um, also like Airman Family Readiness Centers or your FRG, they're great to get involved with and to Google them and reach out to them. Also the housing offices on base, even if you're deciding not to live on base, they usually can point you to some good websites to be able to familiarize yourself with the area. Um, this time for us, it was especially difficult just having the newborn and with COVID going on, like I didn't wanna go out in public, like we're in a hot spot, we're in Tampa. So it was definitely a different dynamic this time that uh, it was a bit worrisome and just even with like getting them started with preschool, um, there were wait lists and there were closures of schools that normally would be open and. I knew I was gonna be returning to work full-time. So just different stressors, but even with that, I was able to call like the Family Readiness Center on McDill here and figure out the process with getting them on the wait list to get into the base daycare and everything. So for the most part, if you contact um, organizations at your installation and just even like the social media, if they're like military groups, people are pretty friendly for the most part when it comes to military and like you get to know someone very quickly because we've all been there. We just have a familiarity with one another in the scenarios that you're going through. So I highly recommend to just reach out to the Facebook groups and contact uh, your local installation. I think that's such great advice. You know, so many times I think, especially, you know, newer spouses or young spouses um, and family members, they're so apprehensive to reach out and try to network or make those connections. But to your point, I mean, I am all for networking and, and reaching out because, you know, everyone needs a community and everyone needs a help and an assist. And, you know, you'll find an occasional grump here and there, but that's just, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, there's, there's always that 10%, but 90% are willing to help and honestly excited to help and get you connected. And especially if there's children involved, you know, there are so many people who have had to, you know, up and root their children and have had to see them say goodbye to their best friends. And, their schools and their sports teams and things that they, you know, really cling to and, and have a sense of comfort. So they are all for trying to assist in, in getting them squared away and getting them a sense of home in their new place. Um, so I think that is such sage advice. 
for yeah. sure. And definitely um, too, like when we were in Montgomery, um, I was our spouse's group president. So I would do things like just, we had a Facebook group and I would research the area and like, I'd make a list, like here's a list of veterinarians in the area, post it under the docs there. Um, pediatricians post that, things to do, date nights, like just stuff like that. So that it's almost like a welcome packet. So when you get there, you're just not completely overwhelmed. Oh my and, gosh. That sounds incredible. I, yeah, my, my husband, I, uh, we've moved seven times and I wish we had that in our locations, um, and had that in our Facebook groups, but what a great idea. And I'm hoping for our military mimosas out there that are listening can kind of take up that torch that you did, because wouldn't it be fabulous if everywhere we went, there was that document with all of these great resources and things. So like a welcome yeah. packet that you mentioned, oh my gosh. What a fantastic- yeah. And like people were even like adding on to it. Like if they had like a babysitter that they use that they really liked and the babysitter was okay with it, they put the contact information there. And like, by the end of the year, I had a great deal of information that I was able to pass on to the next group's spouse's club president. And they just keep using the information, updating reviews and everything, or just like little shortcuts, like which moving company to try to schedule if you can and like choose who you have show up at the house and little tidbits like that, that especially as a new spouse, like I moved down to the Florida area when I was 23. I didn't know anyone. My husband got delayed. So I was down there like a good, I think it was like six or seven months by myself, like, and I didn't know like where to go on base or anything like that. So just having information like that, I think can ease a lot of people's anxiety and stress that they have. For sure. I mean, I, I, I remember when we were, you know, early twenties and you go to this new place and you don't know anyone, you know, and, mm-hmm. and unless you've been in that position, you in, in, in such a range of emotion, part of you is excited, right? Cause it's a new place, a new adventure. It's a new journey. But at the same time, you're also like, oh my gosh, who am I going to call if something happens? Like who yes. is immediately here to reach? <laughs> and I can't tell you the number of times I've met one random cool neighbor that was like, Hey, can I give you my cell phone number? If you need anything call, I never needed oh, anything. Yeah. And I didn't need to call, but the fact that I had a number just in case oh, yeah. put my mind at ease. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounds silly, but it's, you know, it, it, it does. Um, and talking about community members, one of the things that our Mimosa community here loves most is being able to reach out and help one another out. So for our civilian Mimosas who are listening in, how do you think they could help with transition and helping, you know, especially our littles when they move um, through the transition and just help build a sense of community for them? Yeah. Um, like how you just previously said, like if you have a new neighbor reaching out to them, um, for instance, I've moved places before where a neighbor's just like even left a card like on my doorstep with like, here's my phone number if you need me, here's my email address. 
that type of situation. So I was able to connect with them that way. Also too, if there's any kind of like, especially when it comes to school and school age kids and everything, when there's like new student orientation, go out of your way. Like even if it's not in your comfort zone and you're a pretty reserved person, just introduce yourself. Cause that can mean the world to someone. Like when I moved down to Florida uh, when I was 23 and I didn't know anyone, just like the simplest things, like just going to the gym and having like the girl at the front desk, like ask me how my week's going and stuff like that. It just made me feel so much better. And it felt like it was like someone that I knew and a familiar face and everything like that until I was able to branch out and meet people and everything like that. So um, definitely just try to be empathetic and put yourself in their position. And there's a lot of civilian jobs that you move around a lot for and everything as well. And it's tough. And a lot of people are shy and they might not be like, hey, I'm new here and go up and introduce themselves or anything like that. So if you could just put yourself in their position, it'll, it'll mean a lot to the person, I'm sure. And especially if, you know, a new family moves into the neighborhood and they have kids. I think one of the coolest things that one of my girlfriends mentioned was asking, like coming over and knocking and saying, Hey, you know, can we do a play date or my kids are going to play outside? Would it be okay if your kids join us? Yeah. Kind of doing that initiative to bring them together because sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I have a dog and a cat. I do not have children of my (laughs) own, but you know, moving can be very intimidating for our littles. And when, you know, they are dealing and processing so many emotions, they may not want to put all their cards out to potentially be rejected. So an established family that has kids, you know, of a certain age, and maybe they like to play outside, you know, taking that step and reaching out to that neighbor or, you know, just even smile and waving, you know, just the little things that kind of put out the signal that, Hey, you're, you're in a safe place and you have people here who see you, they see you and they're there, I think can make all the difference. And like, even um, down here in Tampa, our neighbor next door, we're renting our house down here and um, the owners, they gave us his contact information prior. So just like little things, like we were able to text him and if we were to have like a package delivered, he was able to grab them. And if he sees like something that like looks like off, like, Hey, like there was a guy that showed up on your porch and say it's like an insurance agent or something like that. He'll point it out to us so that we're just aware of what's going on and everything. And just makes us feel very comfortable as well. And he's like lived in the area for years. So he's very plugged in and could provide tips and things to do and everything like that. So it goes a long way for sure. And, you know, if you are a civilian and you're in an established community and you see a new family in the school system, I think there is nothing more cool than when, you know, a mom comes over and say, Hey, you know, I see your, you know, your kids are new here. My kid goes to the same school. You know, if you ever need an assistant with a pickup or a drop-off, because inevitably being military, a spouse is not going to be around for a workup or a deployment or an exercise, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. There is nothing better than when you may be working full-time, you have your kids and you go from two parents to one parent. There's going to be time when you can use an assist. So to have someone just preemptively say, Hey, like we have this in common. And if you need me call, you may never take them up on it, but it's a small thing that I think can ease 
the stressors for when I'm, I'm brand new. I've got a newborn. I've got a full-time job. My husband's now away. My son still needs to go from point A to point B. No, there's a lot of added variables that can happen. And like you said, you know, the, the network and contacts aren't always there when we move to a new place. It could be literally brand spanking new to us. And it is a lot to constantly network and throw yourself out there. So I think no established people in the community, you know, whether it's at it, when you're hanging out in the carpool line at the school or, you know, at the soccer game, if any mimosas who are out there that, you know, are kind of stationary and live in the same town, if you see that, please take the initiative because I'm sure it, it eases a lot of minds and burdens for our military family. Yeah, for sure. And then just even like an example of that, I'm like in a South Tampa mom Facebook group. And um, when we were moving down here, I couldn't get a daycare slot for Atticus, like anywhere, everything was waitlisted. So just from asking around um, a few of the moms in the group, they recommended a summer camp. So I reached out to the summer camp, come to find out um, the owner, Cynthia and Gabby, they also have like a babysitting service. So one thing like led to another, started sending Atticus to the camp. I got to know Cynthia and Gabby, um, started using their sittering service. And we pretty much use like the same two sitters all the time and everything. And they've been in the Tampa area and are pretty plugged into the community. So they have recommendations that's like, down to even like, if I need to know like, hey, who's a good dentist? They'll, they know who to recommend. They have like five different people right there. So that helped me get comfortable super quickly down here, especially during the pandemic. Cause like they had strict protocol and everything and they eased my mind. Like they had a whole entire check-in system for camp and that helped calm me down a little bit. And then with Clista being a newborn, I was able to get additional help around the house and everything. And just even having the kids watched in the home while I'm unpacking and getting set up. So definitely reach out to new people if you see them, because chances are they're probably very overwhelmed, especially if they're there and they don't know anyone else that they really can use the help and will appreciate it. Shifting to your book series here. So the Military Child Chronicle series, I know your first book is Mission, my first PCS. Would you mind just telling us a little bit more about the series in general, and then a little bit more about the first book? Yeah. So, um, the series, I decided to have a series because there's different, um, subject matter that I want to touch on in each of the chronicles because, uh, military life is so hectic and chaotic that there's a lot of obstacles that we go through and, it took me writing actually the first book when I'm just sitting there and thinking of ideas like, oh yeah, we go through this too. And haven't really seen any kind of like books or movies or anything about this subject matter either. Like the series I want to be as a resource tool for not only children, but also their families as well. So in Mission, My First PCS, I tell the story of Atticus and he's experiencing his first PCS. He finds out that he's moving to Florida and everything. And you know, he goes through a series of complex emotions and doesn't look forward to the move at all. In the book, I provide parent tips at the bottom of certain pages, and they're just activities that you can do to get involved with your family during a PCS season, as we call it, to build excitement for your move. Like, um, just like researching places to stop um, if you're doing a road trip, just to build that excitement so your kids get more involved and they're looking forward to it and they're not dreading it. And um, to associate 
kind words and positive words with the acronym PCS. With most military spouses, you say PCS and like they feel their stomach turn. They're like, oh gosh, like there's so much to be done and I haven't started anything. So I want to kind of eliminate those feelings, especially for children when they already have so much going on and they get overwhelmed by their emotions that I want it to be something that they look forward to and they know that's not a bad thing. It's just different. And uh, the whole family can be involved in it because you are a family and you support one another. So um, that was such a great statement. I think that's what I'm literally (laughs) going to use for myself of associating positive words with a PCS because when, when you love a duty station and you leave it, you can't help but be a negative Nancy, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) But then you have the PCS that you are, you have a countdown app on your phone down to the second of when you get out of there. And so the term PCS is like the greatest thing ever, (laughs) Yeah, but actually, you know, associating all of it with something positive, I think you like, you said, not just kids, but I mean, I'm thinking of myself over here, like, you know what, that is something that, that I could and should do. So, yeah. And you're exactly right too. Like for instance, um, how I was saying England was my favorite duty station. I dreaded the PCS from England to Albuquerque because I loved my job there. I loved being in Europe. Um, we were coming back, we were moving to an area that I wasn't familiar with. Um, as soon as I did the, that PCS alone. My husband was at weapons school. So he was gone for six months. So I just show up there and it's just like, everything's bright. Everything's brown. Like it's 110 degrees. And it was, I'll admit, like I had very negative opinions and everything like that. And then it didn't start getting better until he came back from um, school and everything like that. I, at that time, like learning, if I look back, if I researched more and like, say had, um, some kind of hobby set up initially, something to keep myself busy or like places that I wanted to visit that I wouldn't feel weird doing alone or anything like that. Initially, I may have had a better experience once I first got there. So just taking that and knowing how I felt and everything like that. And it's difficult, especially when you're leaving somewhere that you love, like no matter what, kind of an obstacle to be able to love the next place as much because you're doing the comparison game the whole entire time. So just setting up things to look forward to, to be involved in everything like that definitely can change your mindset and just put you in a better state of mind. So, and what other chronicles are coming down the pipeline for this series? Yes. Okay. So I actually just finished the manuscript for our second chronicle. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it or anything like that, but, uh, it's going to be launched in November and, um, I'm going to do a big build up on like all my social media and everything like that to get people more involved, uh, especially like marketing wise this time I've learned a lot more than how I kind of blindly went into the first one. So it's going to be a big launch for this one and just stay tuned. I'm really, really excited by it. And I hope everyone else is too. So, and talking about, um, your books and now plural, um, with one coming out in November, where can we find your book and where can we keep up with what you have going on? Um, so I have the book available on um, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, Books Million, Booktopia. There's a few others that I'm trying to work out right now. I know that you can, uh, the ebook you can get on Goodreads and everything like that. And there's a few other major retailers and then obviously like local bookstores in Tampa, as well as in uh, South New Jersey, because 
that's where I'm originally from and everything like that. You can, there's also um, links in my social media and the official website that you can quickly purchase that way as well. I have social media platforms set up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, my LinkedIn is just under my name, but I've had people messaging me about the book and everything via LinkedIn as well. And I'll totally respond. Eventually I'll get into Twitter, but right now I'm really busy building my social media content for Facebook and Instagram. Well, and um, we will also post it under our resources here at uh, Good Morning Mimosa podcast. So for anyone, uh, any mimosas out there that are thinking of maybe getting a book for your family or for a family, maybe, you know, who's in the military that could use this, we'll definitely share it there. Well, thank uh, you. Absolutely. Um, and Athens, before we go, is there anything else that you would like to share with our mimosas today? Just like how we covered before, if you see a new person, reach out to them, even if you feel weird doing it, like I'm not a shy person, so I can't really relate to that, but just do it. Like it's going to help that person out. It's going to help build them in a better mindset and give them confidence that they need and everything like that. And if you have like any information about the area that you're living in or just even like groups for their children to get involved in, please pass it on to them. It goes a long way, especially when you have a recommendation or a review from someone that's already in the area. Absolutely. And thank you so much for spending your morning with me, Athens. I am thank you. going to go ahead and circle back to our quote for this week, which is by Nelson Mandela. And it is, do not judge me by my success judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Mimosas, um, if you can go ahead and reach out to someone new in your community, you never know. It just may be absolutely changing a life and lifting a burden off their shoulders. And if you happen to reach out, or if there's something you do in your community, that really helps bring everyone together. We would love to hear about it and celebrate it with you. Please go ahead and share it with us on Instagram at good morning mimosas on our website, thebravebear.com slash GMM, or shoot us an email at good morning at gmail.com. You never know what a like or share will do. So please feel free share this podcast with anyone who could use a spark of joy on Wednesday mornings. We would love your feedback. So please leave us a review and we hope you have a good one until next time. Stay safe, stay healthy. Cheers. Mimosas. 